Hello. Welcome it's so back. early. It's so early. Nobody knows. Is this the earliest we've ever recorded a podcast? I like to think that our fans wake up in the morning, turn us on. So it's always early to so them. So someone reached out. To, uh, yes. So I, I was about to be uh, introduced on stage. Um, uh, and, and someone said, what do you want me to say about you, Nathan? And I was like, oh, you can just say uh, I have a podcast. Why aren't you screaming? Mm-hmm. And they said, cool. What day do you release episodes? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me? Uh, I was like, we well, release them whenever we fucking feel like it. You um, should say we, on know. a whim. <laughs> on a whim. On a whim. You know what? Because that's, you know, we don't conform. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to waste my time, you know, become another tragedy of society. Get this. Uh-huh. Y'all. Y'all think we record late sometimes? I re- I recorded with the Lanalax Corporation, super fun podcast by the way, with Aaron Brooks and Pat Dean. Uh huh. And we recorded at one a.m. And Woof. yeah, but it was still super fun. I was I only agreed because I was like, well, I don't have a job, sure. Um, but it was fun. But I was sure. like, damn, this is late, guys. Um, yeah. But then it just kind of flew by, and I was like, I'm going to tell Nathan and Michael to stop crying. <laughs> I mean, because we're in tears. <laughs> when, we record at, when we're recording at 11 p.m., we are in tears <laughs> yeah. up in this. Well, Pat, Pat Dean and Aaron Brooks are but young bucks. Um, they are very we're, young bucks. Th- th- yeah, have you ones. seen Pat Dean? Yeah, Pat Dean, Pat Dean is like, like a handsome a handsome child. Um. Yeah. yeah he. He's. Thought, he's much younger. I thought Pat Dean was like eighty-five. <laughs> oh no! And he was just rubbing uh ground-up babies on himself, like in that movie, The Witch. No, he's like that an is- elf. <laughs> like, have you seen the Santa Claus where the elves are children? That's right. like Pat Dean, uh-huh. but he's actually like five hundred years yeah. old. Yes. Oh. Pat is sure, short sure, sure. Pixie. Pixie. Pixie Dean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm in love with Pat Dean. <gasps> okay, Michael. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well watch out, Sam, Sam Sachs. <laughs> yeah. You have a boyfriend. I do. I have, I have a boyfriend. I've got a boyfriend. Sorry, Senator Pat Dean. Right. Um, so, yeah, but I'm excited. I like, I'm, I'm a morning person. So um, I'm sorry if this is hard for y'all, but I feel good about it. I know I like I'm a Were morning you? person as well. Yeah, um, not that not the AM morning, but I'm morning a person, and that I'm always grieving. <laughs> yeah. for a, a... <laughs> do you do you know what time you were born? Me? Yeah, Vanessa. Um, Both. <laughs> I don't. Do you know what time? So, yeah, I was born at 11:15 p.m. on October 15th. Um, and, uh, so apparently the time of day that you're most like active and like up is supposed to be like around the same time that you were born because that's when you were like, I got work to do. Hmm. But you didn't know what time was. You're telling me that like that <laughs> years and years of life cannot undo that. 
No, because that's the moment that you came to life, Republicans. That—that uh, <laughs> 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 that is Are the we, moment. Do you know what time you were born, Nathan? I think I, I was born in the early, early morning, like 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 four or five. My mom is gonna call into this podcast and correct me. My mom, I feel like if I asked her, she'd have no idea. She's like, I don't know. She um, she would. It's on your birth certificate. Know. Well, so good luck finding that. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like on Vanessa, the fridge Vanessa with Gonzalez like a magnet. On paper? <laughs> yeah. no. I'm off the grid, y'all. Now, when what if you found out your name wasn't Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, this is what I'm going to set up in my apartment. I'm going to set up a little office. And instead of like a degree, I'm just going to have my birth certificate framed. <laughs> like that's my only credit. <laughs> that's a bigger deal, honestly. <laughs> I was born. Well, Obama can't do it. <laughs> oh, God. He's Republican. Um, yeah. So apparently, like, so I was born at night. So that means that I'm most alive at night. Mm. Well, my mom goes to pray every day at 315 because she says that's when Jesus was born. Or crucified, one of those. Okay, those um, are definitely very different things. But she she's also a believer of like this is the time this happened, so that's when you know that's the most holy of the times. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, when the yes. portal between heaven and earth is open. So you got to pray real quick at three fifteen. Get your prayers up in there, straight to God. If not, yeah. usually there's a layer of atmosphere. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, or it cuts off. You gotta yes. you gotta talk really fast or it cuts off like a voicemail. Right. Like Sometimes if you don't get it get all, all in, it's like Boop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you gotta call yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm. you gotta just you know pray that. at three fifteen for y'all pray. Why aren't you praying? Yeah, yeah. Because basically, <laughs> like, yeah, most of the day we're basically in like a prayer tunnel. Right. You know, and that signal's not getting out. <laughs> so Yeah, everything is coming through and it's like dear I, I do what right. uh, mm-hmm. help my family. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's in Especially case. When, yeah, so many prayers go unanswered. Yeah. I think if you're wondering, Michael, I think that's central time. So if you want to pray, just remember it's central time because that's where my mom is. Right. Oh, okay. So I got to pray at 415? Yeah. Yeah, 415. Okay. God is from Chicago. We <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? It's in the Bible. Um, speaking of hometown, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, Christmas is canceled in Jesus's hometown of Nazareth (laughs) this year. Oh, Uh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) It it is. It is. It's actually not. It's not funny because it's like because Trump made like a stance on um on the capital and like with jerusalem and everything and people are canceling christmas essentially in protest uh because yeah it's it's like not funny but it's so funny because they keep saying jesus's hometown or like like jesus's old neighborhood and it's like (laughs) what like is jesus coming back well, it feels like it just makes me think of Jesus like Edward Norton's character in 25th Hour or something. Like he's like going back yeah. to Brooklyn but, before. <laughs> but also like, is that like a part of the president like job description? Like you can just change, you know, like capitals and towns and you can do that. So what's happening is typically 
the American president or um, would would just be sort of neutral um, on the situation that's happening there. In like but as far as that this goes, guy. no, this guy made a decisive choice to declare that he believes uh, that uh, he he picked sides. Um, and it's caused a lot of deaths and it's made a lot of people have a riot and cancel Christmas and Nazareth. Um, it's bizarre. Do you think that like, I don't know. I don't even know like where to start with that. Like it's just awful. And I hope I, I know like shit's already gone down because of it, but I hope it just, it doesn't get worse um, because of this dumbass. Yeah, but it I very mean, well might. Yeah. You know, it's it's ups and downs. Obviously, there was the uh, the Doug Jones victory, which which is right. kind of this thing that you know everyone's throwing their hands in the air about and saying, "Yeah, we did it," but at the same time, like it was close. It was so close. Um, and I do think I think it's great to see like to see this kind of big big light bulb which is it's kind of it's asinine but it's also good to see this this very evidence-based uh light bulb go off that it's like man uh the democratic party needs to pay attention to people of color Mm -hmm. um but at the same time uh it's like okay well this is a this is a bit of a victory and it says that okay there might be this turning tide but then uh, at the same in in you know relatively same period of time we get the we get net neutrality repealed we get um you know we get the cdc banned words we get i i think there is a little bit of like thrashing and flailing um mm. you know associated with that i know we were talking about that last episode and then it fucking happened it happened it's gone um, a lot of states are suing um, which is, you know, uh, it, it's good that it's because it's not just like it's not just flipping a switch. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, when do you wake up and like have that email in your inbox? That's like, hey. Uh, and it's like the first email is like, hey, you're going to pay more for Netflix. But like this, you know, the 700th email, like two years later is like, hey, um, report to the nearest reeducation center for um, right for uh, diagnostics. And it's like, what is that? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I The night between or like it was like the night after the FCC decision, I realized I hadn't really celebrated the Alabama win and I was like lamenting the FCC win. So I went and got Mm. like a bottle of Prosecco and just drank a bottle of Prosecco by myself while applying for jobs. No, Michael. Yeah, I did. I was like, I am going to drink some sparkling wine and I'm going to send out a bunch of job applications and just stay in tonight. And I was like, this is the only way I feel like I can like do anything in the middle of the night like in regards to how I feel about all this right now. It's such a fucking roller coaster all over the place. Like you're like, okay, I this is kind of a win, but it's like not even that big of a win. Oh, there's a big lose. Yeah. And I feel like this administration has caused a lot of people to start drinking more. Like no bullshit. <laughs> like I, think, I drink more definitely. <laughs> I think that I drink I think that I drink generally less in New York because of the cost of it. But when I do, it's often like Prosecco and I'm being a real bitch about it. 
<laughs> but also because you're like, does like I understand that feeling where I'm just so upset from the the things I've heard in the news that day, and I'm like, ugh, I'm just gonna I am like upset about those things, and then personal things, and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna have a drink because I'm stressed, uh-huh. and I don't know what's gonna happen. We're all gonna blow up. I'm I'm trying to redefine my personal narrative because, like, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do and efforts you can put in to help the world for the better. But it like you have to start often with like redefining your personal narrative. And so, like, I've been really trying to, like, not consider this time necessarily like one of the harder struggles like of my life, but like kind of consider the time that I'm in right now as like. Uh, a really hard training for like the world to come and like I'm just like really like working out my mind and my heart and my body towards like you know being better prepared in the future I can't always feel that way but I'm trying to and like sort of redefine how I'm looking at things just emotionally like training you mean all of the above, like sort of like mentally, it, like and emotionally and like sort of like yeah. being challenged on all sides and sort of rather than feeling sorry for it or like getting too down, I'm trying to just consider right. it something to like overcome. Mm-hmm. But easier said than done. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, for me, it's it's. Yeah, I think yeah, it's interesting to like redefine your personal narrative in that way. Um I definitely try not to think about it too much as winning and losing cuz then it just feels like sports. Sure. You know? It's like it's not my team winning against your team. It, it it's and I and I also don't want to define it in terms of like a a dominant narrative um like at the end of the day, the only way I think the the only way that things get better is through cooperation. It doesn't. It never gets better through coercion, through domination. Although all of our Western like narratives, all of our traditional narratives are about domination. They're about the hero yeah. dominating the villain, and therefore and 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 might being right in the end. Whether that's the might of logic and facts, or the might of virtue, or the might of actual strength. Um. And I just try to think about it in terms of did we cooperate with each other today? Did we did we as a at least majority of human beings look at indecency? Mm-hmm. And I don't say indecency as in like some, you know, as in like something that's uh titillating, but like indecency, uh, a 34-year-old man courting a 16-year-old girl right. is indecent and to know that that was a habitual behavior yeah, uh, that's not that. That's not good. We looked yeah. at indecency and we said indecency is not okay, no matter who is committing it. But in that case, it's um, it's interesting and like you know everyone's talking about the numbers. Um, like the majority of white people in Alabama fully wrote it, voted for Roy Moore. Uh, like mm-hmm. uh, over seventy percent of white men and women voted for Roy Moore. And then it was like 90% of black men and women that uh, voted for um, uh, other guy. Doug Jones. Doug Jones, who's also not even that great, but voted for Doug Jones. Yeah, I um, was going to say. Yeah, it voted for Doug Jones. And then a lot of people were like kind of doing this thing where it was like, 
you know, thank you, black voters, for saving everybody um, in, like, the situation. But then, like, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people of color were like, we're not trying to save anybody. Like, we're this is self-preservation. We've always been trying to take care of ourselves. This isn't about, like, saving liberal white people. And this isn't about, um, like, you all of a sudden celebrating us for this one I- interaction. Like, it rings kind of hollow, I think, to a lot of people because they're like where you can't just pay attention to us every once in a while like because it feels good when it's in your favor yeah yeah. so it's like it's like sometimes it's like are we cooperating in those moments like because it feels right yeah um yeah i mean of course they're gonna make it about them and not the people of color um but I guess it's a you know drink the prosecco. It's a right. it's a kind of a a win. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes uh, you I'm, drink I'm the prosecco. At my charts and graphs here. <laughs> yeah. According to my charts and graphs and my PowerPoint, it would yeah. show prosecco up, <laughs> uh, cost yeah. of drinking up, volume of drinking down, down. Okay. Uh, bitchiness up. Yes. I thank you. I'm feeling. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a lot of sassiness i'm feeling a lot of stomping i've really i've been really like aggressively walking through the city and like wearing a lot of like glittery lipstick um i think the prosecco is really doing its job you know it's funny i just noticed because it just happened to me uh outside as i was waiting for nathan to come down to let me in the building he uh i noticed that anytime an older man just like waves at me I get upset <laughs> and like they're probably just being that but Viscerally. I, I don't know why but like they'll like it happens like a lot of like older men will just like smile and wave and I just like my reaction is no from like, a distance yeah like I was waiting and then this like uh car slowed down just to wave <gasps> to me and that's why I was like no no, I don't want to. Yeah. So it's not like, and that's the thing. It's like, you're slowing down just to wave to me. Get out of here, sir. <laughs> wow. Um, no, I, I hear And that, that always happens. I hate that. And like when I go for jogs too, I hate like trucks, cars with older men slow down. And I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> it's just so scary. That, One time it is. was like youngsters. That like circled the block and came <gasps> back around, and like I I looked and I'm like God, they're like I don't know sixteen. Mm. Like get out of here. That's gross. I can beat you up. Like I wanted to tell them like you don't want any of this, kids. I could beat you up. That's so spooky. Um, yeah, Vanessa but has beaten up kids before. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. It, it's just like an instinctual, instinctual, extinctual. You're about to extinct some motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, so I understand the mad uh, stomping around. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like it's like you have to develop like resting bitch face. You have to develop like a don't fuck with me vibe yeah. because everyone's trying to fuck with you. Like it's you. Yeah, and exa- and like you know, they're like 
you know, smile more and all those like comments. And it's like, no, we're not. Do you not understand why we like are not happy to see you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know you, sir. Yeah. This like predisposed like invitation that a smile is supposed to be. And that, that is like it's sort of. It's antithetical to how I would prefer the world to operate, but that is how the world operates, and we just have to live in it. Yeah. Like, um, and it would be like it would be dope if you could just like be open to whoever wanted to talk to you on the street at all times, but that's not where we're at. Like, that's not. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, like after it happens, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm a bitch. Maybe he's a nice guy, but then I don't know. My heart tells me no. And you're like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. You gotta listen to that heart. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Can I? Uh, I know it's a little early, but I figure why not? Um. I don't. I mean, you know, besides the general stuff we've been screaming about all year, it seems like I have a a specific thing that happened to me this past week that I'm screaming about. I'm so fucking excited. Um, Okay, so, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. (gasps) We're we're comedians. We're doing corporate events, you know. And uh, they're fun, you know. They pay good money, right? So I, uh, I was excited to do one, uh, and uh, we we were playing uh, this game. Uh, it's a game show that that was hired uh, to do this corporate event called Laugh Damn oh, It. Done that. Great yeah. cast. Yeah, so we're having a good time. Uh, you should definitely check out Laugh Damn It. Also, they do corporate events, so hire and they them. have Laugh yeah. Darn It as well, the yeah. kids' version. Laugh. Darn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So this company, a very big company, rented out this space and wanted uh, Laugh Damn It to come to the show with like all their coworkers, which was great. And it was actually like a really good show. And they were like all into it because, you know, uh, the the premise of the show is, you know, someone comes up from the audience. We try to make you laugh. Also, I'm going to tell you, this um, sort of sounds and- like the beginning of a horror movie. Like a bunch of comedians <laughs> right. get invited is- out to like a warehouse by a corporation to entertain them. Right. This is actually, yeah, yeah the plot of Hostel yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, and I'd love to like, I- I'm gonna tell you what happened and how I reacted, and I, I- I'd love like, I, I don't know. Uh, I would. I'm not sure if. I think I feel good about how it went. But anyway, so we're playing this game. The last game uh, of of the laugh, damn it, is the spit take where uh, we have three audience members come up. They take a sip of water. They hold the water in their mouth and they try not to spit it out as we try to make sure. them laugh. Um, so this one guy who throughout the show is like, he's the wild one in the office. You know, he's the life of the party. He's got a, a you know, a fancy, uh, crazy uh, holiday sweater on or, or coat <laughs> or whatever. Like, oh, he's just wild. Um, so he was like, uh, you know, talking and being loud throughout the whole thing. But we worked with him. And as the show went on, I guess he was drunk. I, I like to think that he was. But so it was my turn to make them laugh. I didn't succeed. So I went, I passed the the gentleman and he was holding his cup of water and my butt, you know, I got white hips. I accidentally bumped his, his hand and he spilled water on himself. 
Mm. And as I'm like, I saw it happen and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even get to finish my sentence because his immediate reaction was to throw water back at me. What? And I was like, okay. And like the audience was like, oh. And I just like, I looked around at like my other fellow comedians and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, and I just kind of just like walked away and then my other friend, uh, John Buseman, uh, kind of just like started making fun of him and jabbing him, and the audience like responded to that. But like, I didn't want to dwell on it because it was very uncomfortable and awkward, uh, especially because we're on stage. And I'm like, I don't know, do I get upset? They're paying us to be here. Like, no. we're the hired help, I guess. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't. Like, do I tolerate this? I don't know. Like, I know I shouldn't, but I didn't I didn't like I don't want to fuck up this gig for everyone else. Right. And like, um, but I was just in shock that like he didn't bat an eye. He didn't think twice. The water spilled on him instantly threw water back at me like with the glass. Like kind of like he that. put his hand in the glass and and like he like it spilled. He looked at me and then went like that like put his hand in the glass and started to like spray water at me. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, do I just have to stand here and let you do that? I don't know. Um, nuts. It, it was just weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, yeah. and it, it kind of goes back to, um, I, I guess we were talking about this before we started recording, but like, I guess men and being embarrassed and, and how like, Sure. The it, it's it's a it's not a a thing that they're comfortable with. So I don't know. I, I'm still like in shock. Like that's your reaction is and one it's just water. Your immediate reaction was just to throw it back at me, not being like, oh, it's okay or like, it's yeah. fine. And I was in the middle of apologizing. Like it was a complete accident. It wasn't like I threw water. Also, on him. like, yeah, that's yeah. something you do with um, someone, you so, know, if you're being playful, like he doesn't know you like, yeah, right. You're like working. Yeah, it, it's, it's so weird to see mm-hmm. grown men who start engaging in rough housing with each other and rough housing with people. They don't even know. Right. Right. As a matter of, as a form of compensation or, or, or diversion from their own, you know, in this case, maybe a little bit of embarrassment or maybe just, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I was just like, ah, and like, you know, right. I think Vanessa, like if this wasn't a show and we weren't on stage and this happened like at a bar or whatever, I think I would have like got gotten real pumped up and like, you know, maybe throwing water back at it. I don't know. We'd just go back and forth throwing water at each other. <laughs> I think other. you I would have know. been totally within your rights to like at that moment turn into a giant bat and like eat his head. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> right. That's what I felt like, like you, doing. <laughs> that's exactly what you, I felt if like If you doing. mutated into like a giant like Gila monster and then like stuck out your tongue and like slid his mm-hmm. throat with it, I would have been like, makes sense. Like. Yeah. right but it was just so weird because like you're on stage this show's still going on you don't want to make it awkward i didn't you're gonna be on an episode of snapped one day and i'm gonna be so proud of you (laughs) (laughs) 
I love. I and I would love circle. that to yeah. be my credit. It's like as seen on Snap. Yeah, I think that you should actually like yeah. get your agent to write in and be like, "Is Snapped still on? I want to be in one of these reenactments." <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're if if you're listening to this and you work for a company and that company ever like because we were talking about um we were talking about floating flying champagne lady oh yeah yeah flying yeah i was her yeah yeah (laughs) like at least you know we might not be amazed by what's happening with flying champagne lady but we're gonna be courteous to her we're gonna say please and thank you for our champagne and i tipped her and yeah and tip do all those things so if you're if you work for a company and that company happens to hire human beings to help whether they be caterers whether they be flying champagne ladies comedians you know vanessa gonzalez (laughs) yeah um you know, like, just don't be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, and like, you can. F- I, I think there's a. I you know, and and it kind of goes back. Uh, Kate Kate Willett had this like fantastic tweet slash Facebook status about flirting and what flirting is and how you know right now men are like there's a lot of men grumpy men out there saying I can't even flirt anymore. Um, because that's in that was a pretty good man voice. Yeah, it yeah. is. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I could do that all the time. Uh, I have low T. Um, but uh, so, um, and and she said no. Like like, flirting is fun. Flirting is a situation where you and another person have seen that there's some sort of spark happening, and the permission is there implicitly. Um, which I know implicit is a is a you know the permission is there. It's a detectable permission to engage with each other in a way that is fun right right it's not like it's not taking your dick out it's right yeah flirting is like you see somebody and they smile at you so you smile back and then they're still smiling at you so you go talk to them and then they're still talking to you so you ask them like a question about their life like where they work or whatever and it's just this continuous it's this continuous cycle of i'm giving you more permission to engage and at the same time i'm kind of challenging you a little bit it's a fun game you can play with people but it requires emotional intelligence it requires observation and if and when for whatever reason somebody decides this is over then you have to respect that right that's what flirting is in the same way you can totally for us as entertainers as comedians or as flying champagne ladies whatever you can fraternize if you want and engage in some fun some kind of like let's say flirtatious not romantically flirtatious yeah but just flirtatious behavior with us and we might reciprocate that and we can have a little bit of fun but sometimes too it can be this thing of like nah like yeah. i'm gonna get on stage and do my thing i'm gonna pour my champagne or i'm going to you know serve you your canapé whatever <laughs> like well and that's the thing is like but i feel like as comedians they're like well you can't get mad Fuck like that. you're funny and it's like First of all, sir, um, I'm, you know, I don't know, like, even the fact that, like, I'm a woman, like, you're not even, like, just, I don't know. I'm like, sure, if you want to spray another dude, go for <laughs> yeah. it. But, like, you're, you're going to respect me. Is like, well, that's how I Well, here's the thing, felt. also, is that, like, I feel like people, yeah, the comedian you can't get mad thing is so real, and especially that's, like, used against women constantly, where, like, it's like, you're a funny girl. I thought you were down. Or, right. like, I thought you, like, 
Yeah, and you're talking about like because I'm on stage and I'm talking about like my sexual experiences or you know things that then they're like, oh well, you know, and it's like, no, yeah. I don't want to talk well, to you about this. I feel like people this. don't understand that Jeez. normally the reason why we're funny is because like so much dumb bullshit has happened and we are funny like despite how angry we are <laughs> and we're like normally funny right. like yes. th that is the way that we are like processing like rage and frustration and like um and like like really like awkward feelings and like painful feelings about stuff and then whenever you want to come up and you want to like add insult to injury like maybe that dude just wanted to become a bit because he's gonna fucking become a bit and like and he's gonna be made oh, fun God. of more and i don't know like the idea that well i i was really oh no, no, it's no, just no the idea ahead. that like people can just do whatever they want to the help or to the performer or to because i mean it's like i bet these people don't make eye contact like i i see this all the time they don't want to see no. you as a person they want to see you as something they paid for and Mm. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. Um, but I was definitely like, I was happy that John Buseman, uh stepped in and was just like, like he he also didn't hesitate and was like, met, like just like jumped on him and was like, oh, I'm fucking, I forgot his name, like Grant or whatever. He's like, I fucking ah, and like just started mocking him and and kind of like took you know. Uh, just kind of like up, like it would. There was a uh, awkward like tension for a minute, and then John kind of like Word. took us out of that. Which John Buseman. Yeah. I uh, I also did a corporate event um this this past week, and uh, we had we had standups booked and we had improvisers booked. Um, and during the second improv set, which I. <clears throat> I attempted to negotiate with these people through email because they had said they wanted 90 minutes of comedy. And I was like, just so you know, guys, if alcohol is involved, that is too much comedy. <laughs> like, we can get you a solid hour, and I guarantee you'll love it. But 90 mm -hmm. minutes is a lot. Um, and lo and behold, by the second half of the show, like, they, this audience is done. Mm -hmm. um, they're fussy, uh. you know. <laughs> uh, and... Um, and and the, we had a stand-up, uh, you know, Justin Hicks. He's great. Mm -hmm. So he's a pro. He's just he's rolling with it because they are just, like, not giving him an inch. Uh, like, they're laughing at stuff, and he's riffing with them. But at the same time, you can tell they're, they they do have that attitude of, like, this is the Ugh. help. You know? Right. I can – we're just having a – we're having a 50 on one conversation with this person instead of just letting him do the material that he is so carefully crafted. Right. Um but then an improv group went up after Justin and literally during one of their scenes, a dude <gasps> got on stage and was no! like, I can do this. Uh, and they had to, they, oh, and, no. and props to this group, uh, statues, mm -hmm. they just, they sort of in the scene talked him off the stage. Like they, they held character. Oh, good. They, they yes ended him enough to get him I off the stage. I can not. Um, Oh my god! Ugh, people are so dumb. I just 
And, <laughs> and it was one of those things, too, where you can tell he walked away. I, I don't know. It's interesting. He felt good about it. Well, so so I um, I feel like so when I when I was a high school teacher, I taught I taught ninth grade. And it's interesting to see young boys in the ninth grade, like dealing with themselves, because I think I mean, obviously, we're always growing as human beings and we can always be uh, learning, learning about more about ourselves. But I think early on in adolescence, young men develop this sort of like dual this very ad like a uh, dual nature that they, they put themselves putting themselves at odds with themselves. Mm. Cause I bet this guy walked away and knew that he was a complete idiot. Like he knew it. And yet there was this other voice in him that was like, yeah, but that's who you are. And that's how you contribute <laughs> value is through your shamelessness <sighs> and idiocy. Mm-hmm. Um, and others can't <sighs> do that. Right. And so it's this it's this performance based thing. I know Michael and I talk a lot about that with like performance in traditional Ugh. masculinity. Like it's performance. I yeah. find that so I, I, I totally get it and I've seen it. And, you know, I, I worked with like uh, adolescent boys that were in crisis at different times at the state hospital and like the perform machismo or like mm-hmm. talking to different kids about like, why do you keep doing these behaviors that, you know, don't benefit you and only alienate you from other people. And they're like, cause it's cool. Um, and it's considered like roguish or cool to be a prick. And then, then you get these adult corporate guys that never unlearned those behaviors because there, we live in a society that does like genuinely like reward that. Like it's, and I just, right. And they're everybody's, yeah, they're everybody's favorite problem. Like you literally, yeah. uh, the, you know, when, when, cause these, these, you know, these are men in their thirties, men in their forties. Right. When they're just like, Oh, that's just Ted. Right. I mean, I feel like that's right. what the show and workaholics like, basically is, no. <laughs> but, um, right. like, yeah. And you watch shows like, yeah, like work or entourage or sunny, where, and, 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 Right. And to be fair, I will say this, like we can always give, you know, we can always give scripted narrative a little bit of, of course, a pass in the sense that they in the sense that they can develop characters to do whatever they want in situations. You know, everything's planned. Right. So you can develop those narrative coincidences such that nobody gets hurt. Um, but, yeah, it's just it, it is strange. I mean, especially, you know, um you know, being in a situation where, like, in the comedy community, we have seen certain people banned. You know, we've seen – it's always, like, everyone's sort of, like, teeter – like, you've seen people teetering on the problem scale where it's, like, is this person so much of a problem that we're going to collectively ask them to walk away? Or um, – but then sometimes it's, like, no, that's everybody's favorite yeah, problem. Yeah, that's hard. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's so – it's – it's weird to see that happen in an environment where you literally have HR like yeah cuz the HR person was at this corporate event and was just That's like That's Terry. Like Yeah. Even so the guy that threw water on me, uh, they joked like this other person came up and we're like, "What's your job?" and she was like, "Oh, Ugh. I'm his like handler." Or like Wrangler, and we're like, oh, and we're like, his mother, Ugh. yeah, and we're like, no, seriously, what's your job? And she's like, that's what I do. And we're like, that is your job. And we kind of like made fun, and 
uh, Mac Blake was like, well, he Grant got his head stuck in a peanut butter jar again. Like, what are you going to do about it, Grace? Like, and she's like, oh, he's done worse. Uh, and we're like, like, what? Uh, Why? I'm sorry like, you have to deal with him. Oh, like. Oh. Yeah, professional emotional labor. Like, oh. oh, Grant gets to do whatever the fuck he wants, and then Linda. Over oh, it's here like, it's has like to, oh, Linda's like, buried some bodies for sure. Like, right? Linda, Linda has been <laughs> yeah, up at three a.m. Sure. in the rain with like a bag of lye on work nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like that's her job. Uh, so God whatever. damn it! I just can't imagine what your oh. life has to be like that you ever. Yeah ever have the confidence to walk onto a stage while a group of people's performing and be like, wait a second, I got this. Like it's, it's asinine. I can't even wrap my head around it. Um, Let me tell you something. Comedians at their workplace are not the funniest person at the office. If you are the funniest person at your office, <laughs> you're not funny. <laughs> so don't. This, this is incredibly true. Don't yes. even try comedy or get this. on stage I, I did. Ever. This is what I'm screaming about. I mean, there's other real things to scream about. I mean, the fucking uh, banned words at the CDC and the fact that Trump is trying to fire Mueller, um, which, you know, what we're expecting because his literal catchphrase is you're fired. Uh, but anywho, um, the thing I want to scream oh, about is God. I made uh, I made two enemies this week in New York comedy. Um, I was. I was hosting a open mic with James Hamilton. He asked me to come host with him. James James Hamilton's lovely. It's very nice. Oh, yay. Um, But I love James. We were hosting, and it was like a lot of dudes going on and like a lot of like shitty jokes. But then this one guy got up and started doing a joke about sort of about regional racism. He's a white man, and he was doing a joke about how racist the South was. And, you know, right away I was sort of like, everywhere's racist, okay. like a uh, false premise. Um, and right. and then okay. he started <laughs> yeah. acting it out, and he was being like a Home Depot employee, and he was trying to sell rope based on its tensile strength to be used for lynchings. Um, and... It was really gross. It was an awful joke. It wasn't funny. And it was like super, super offensive. And so I was making like a throw up face. Like I couldn't help it. I was just like, ugh, ugh. And he looked over and he was like, what's going on with your face, man? And this is in a room full of other comedians and everything. And I was like, you're doing a terrible bit. This is a gross joke. And he got all (laughs) flustered and like stormed out. Yeah. And it turns out he was the host of the next mic. Um, and I was like, I don't care. No, the, the next that one that was up after to? that mic. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. This is such a gross joke. Yeah. There's an open yeah, mic. Welcome to New York. Uh, but. Um, yeah. But it was. <laughs> God. And like, it was like, God. I don't care. Like This week, I also had like a bunch of like great book shows at like UCB and stuff that went well. And I was like, I don't need to make yeah. friends with every asshole white guy that says terrible things. I don't need that. I could do I could do all of this without yeah. being friends with these jerks. And I don't know. Yeah, especially if he thought that was funny, like. 
Ugh. And and that's the thing. Back to he probably was embarrassed and like got pissed off and, and just walked away like. Well, great. And then I'm like, no, take some friend. time. Walk away. Think about yourself. Think about the bad jokes you do. Um, if, feel feel bad about it for a little <laughs> while. Feel bad about it for a little while. And maybe you'll be a better person at the end of it. Uh, maybe if you take some time. Right. Yeah. I uh I remember years ago, maybe maybe like a a year and some change ago, there was a, a there's a Saturday open mic at a coffee shop slash bar that's uh pretty sad on on a regular basis, mm-hmm. um, and I I happened to be there one Saturday night and I saw a guy go up who I've seen go up, who basically I mean he's not he's not a real comedian he's a guy who's just happens to be a charismatic dude um, against all odds. Cause it seems like he's a real garbage person, but he goes up um, and I've seen him go up before and just hit on super, women. Super cool. Stage. It's all he does. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> and, uh, and he, 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 he goes up. He's, he doesn't really have jokes. Doesn't seem to have material. He just wants to talk into a microphone. He's all like in his first five seconds on stage, he's mean to another comedian um to a female comedian and i'm like oh this guy's a piece of shit mm-hmm. uh and then he um he starts talking nothing's going over i mean to be fair the room is mostly yeah. empty so what's going to go over anyway but then he just picks out the only two patrons in the bar the only two non-comedians and it's two women at a table together attempts to hit on them Ugh. they are not into it at all and then he says uh, oh you're lesbian oh, um, oh my god this is 2016 <gasps> seriously like and then this and then, guy yeah and then asks them like which one is on top oh and, no and and jared mccorkle just starts talking over him from the back of the room and is like nope Nope, you're terrible. Good. And like, just won't let him get in a word. And then he gets the light, and the host comes up and is like, All right, everyone, thank you very much. And all this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, let's clap for him. (laughs) um, But it was just one of those things where I'm just like, Man, like, ugh. Michael, I have a, a, a question. So when you did that and like called him out did anybody after the show tell you like hey you were out of line or no why? Did nobody you, talked did you to get me any of about that? it really like um yeah it kind of it seemed like oh, generally the other comedians were like f- were fine with it like you know it wasn't like hoops and hollers you. or anything they were just sort of like yeah all right like but i mean it wasn't no one was laughing at it and yeah. it was like or like every once in a while, I feel like every time I go to to a mic or go to a show, I feel like there's like a shitty comedian on stage, and then they have one crony who thinks what they're saying is hilarious. They bring like one mm-hmm. other like douchebag oh, yeah. with them to like cackle in the back, like fucking yeah. like snide, like snidely mm-hmm. whiplash and mutley, and like their mutley is just hanging out in the back, just like. Right. <laughs> Um, and, but like overall, I think no one was into it. Um, I've seen that. 
And oh, and then the other one, which isn't I just wanted to tell this. I go to I regularly go to a queer people and women only mic, like a no straight guys mic um, called Sup uh, at the Creek in the Cave. It's hosted mm-hmm. uh, by a bunch of really good comics um, and Stephanie Pace and a bunch of other people. Um, and this guy all the time guys come in and they're like oh is this a sign up mic and very politely the hosts are like no 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 this mic is like for like women queer people and female identified people and gender non-conforming people and kind of like lists out what it is and they don't tell them they don't ask are you gay they just say what it is they're like this is what this is and this guy came in and uh wanted to get on the mic and then whenever they explained what it was he put his hand on her shoulder and said, okay, have fun ladies. <gasps> and, um, and like walked out, but he like gripped her shoulder oh hard. God. Oh, and before that he also pointed at me and was like, okay, why is he here? And my response was, I suck a lot of dick. Uh, but, um, that, that was, not, but like he put his hands on uh-huh. her shoulder and said, okay, have fun ladies in this condescending way. And that's how, fucking dudes in comedy in open mic dudes in comedy react to women having one show (laughs) like one show that they're not invited to and like they are automatically they become like the villain in like a corporate movie or something they're just like like Yeah, absolutely. Like, ugh, it's that's so fucking disgusting. And it's funny as you're like describing this, I feel like his hand, like I felt it like happen to me and I'm just like pumped up. I'm enraged now. <laughs> I'm like, no, do not touch her. Well, it was do weird. Not touch Everyone me. in the room like, was like, it ugh, felt like a deer in headlights moment because like we were all like, we couldn't believe it was happening. And like, like even her, she was like looking at him and her face was mm-hmm. like this, but like she wasn't, you know, yelling like she was just like she was like, yeah. And then like he like walked out and then we were all like, f- like, like got vocal then. But in the moment we were just like, what's happening? Because it was so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. It's so funny because, like, you know, people shit on, like, all, you know, women shows or, like, festivals and things like that. But, like, nowadays, I feel like it's absolutely necessary to have those shows because when you go to fucking regular open mics or, like, it's, like, it's not, it's, I feel like it's not, like, safe you can't just like especially like you want to go have fun get actual feedback for your material you're working on also have a good time not i'm gonna wait here do my jokes and then probably get hit on or something shitty yeah you're trying to have like a sense of relief and like like like, and that's the reality yeah. yeah And it's like, yeah, that's why that's why these these like mics and shows are created because like, you know what? We don't fucking feel good a lot of the time, like doing comedy around shitty men, (laughs) sir. (laughs) And uh, with that, we are going to we are going to go out into the world with this rage and um, we're going to hurt people. I think you have a guarantee <laughs> from all three of us that we will punch. I do want to say yeah. what well, this one Definitely. last thing, because I feel like we had to gloss over it. But um, 
this this banned word shit is nuts. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say the words that the Trump administration has forbidden the CDC from using in their budget proposals. The w- forbidden words that our government is trying to stop people mm-hmm. from using are vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, and science-based. These are words that the government is saying should not be used in CDC budget proposals and documentation. Um, Because we're literally living in 1984, the George Orwell novel... Um, it's, it's, it's thought crime. They're basically saying like, we're going to take away these words. We're going to disappear evidence-based, science-based. And so, um, I don't want to like, you know, I'm, I'm still not a person that's like, thinks that like all hope is lost, but damn, it's. You know, I think with the souffle, like I said earlier to myself, uh, the souffle has collapsed. Uh, we need to throw this. We need to throw this shit out and yeah. just start fresh because. Oh, my God. I love this, that. Like, it's, That's the, what has happened. And we there's we, no. Yeah. Ugh. Well, get the. I know it's a little bit. Prosecco out. <laughs> We need more Prosecco. Uh, the souffle <laughs> has collapsed. Anywho, I love you both. Jesus. Yes. I love you. I'm glad that we have. Um, I'm happy that I at least have you two. Yeah. Because um, we would come, me and Vanessa would come find you, Mike. Yes, yeah, we would bunker up with you if we needed to. Yes. We only have one plug for the end of the show. Yeah. Um, because we're going to get this one out in time because Vanessa is headlining. Cap City to close out the pre-holiday season. Um, She'll she'll be headlining. She's there this Tuesday, December 19th, all the way through Saturday, December 22nd. 23rd. 23rd, going all the way up to Christmas. It's going to be... Oh, man. This is your Christmas gift, folks. Come (laughs) and get those tickets. Yes, and you'll be there on Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday night. Seriously, people should, like, if you have, like, an office... like yeah. like Christmas thing or you have to like get a gift for someone especially someone you don't know really well don't get them like an iTunes gift card buy them a ticket to go see Vanessa Gonzalez at Cap City like yeah, yeah. oh that's my ooh. parents are coming on Saturday yeah, go go meet Esther come then. <laughs> yeah I mean yeah and and honestly yeah. don't sleep on those those tuesday wednesday shows in the lounge because that's where you really get like yeah you're closer seat. to vanessa so it's yeah. easier to and throw water at her if you get like It'll embarrassed be <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. also tell me you fussy. know what you want for christmas i'm good friends with santa um. So I'll tell them. Newsflash: <laughs> Mrs. Claus does all the work. Um, oh, mm. also, uh, Homer's little graphic of you is so cool. Yeah, Homer made that video of me. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, I was just playing around." I was like, "This is super cool. Can I use this?" And um, yeah, he's been. Uh, you know, doing more like graphics and, and um, editing. 
things. You should together, hire Homer so. Gonzalez you, Homer. if you need somebody to create a cute like graphic of pictures yeah. of you popping up and like with colorful backgrounds. Um, and yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, he's cutie. He's my little brother. He's cutie. Everyone always tells me he's cutie. I'm <gasps> like, I know. Also, back off. <laughs> back that's off. What we leave you with today, folks. Back <laughs> off. Back off. That's that's the 2018 yeah, sure. motto. Back <laughs> off. Bye. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's Sorry, good. I was scary, voice. To use my scary voice. Bye. Bye.